podcast has changed my life. Shine, it's lovely to meet you. Yes, nice to be met. Come on, sit down, tuck in. This is not funny! Yeah. I, I think I used to work in a busy <laughs> golf course, like retail, Yeah, and there'd be a lot of people come in at once, and I would be like, yeah, chat it. And I think that's it's kind that's of crowd why work. I'm crowd work. That's why I'm okay. Crowd work. <laughs> yeah. Chatting to a lot of people. What's your name, mate? Yeah. What are you doing? What group are you in? What do you want those shoes? You should talk to that guy. He's already got shoes on. Bang. I'm doing crowd work <laughs> before I'm even doing comedy. Yeah, and, and and further to your retail job thing, like I've worked uh, in a Westfield car park office, and there were days mm. where, let's say, three boom gates break. Oh, for whatever reason three. though, well, yeah, so three, people can't get in. Or they're stuck in. Can't get in. Can't get out. Oh. It's an issue. It's a big issue. Yeah. And we need those people in because they need to spend their money. But you mm. need them out so you can get more in. This, well, look at this guy. He gets the business model yeah, this and everything. Is, and, this well, and you walked away from this job? This this is why you I'm owned like, this company, clearly. <laughs> only the owner would have insight like this into the business. I've got those dragons eating their own tail, like tattooed on my back yeah. because of this. In and out. You know, it's all a balance. <laughs> but, you know, some mornings, fingers are cold. Mm. Maybe you're hungover. Maybe, I don't know, you just didn't get out of bed with that. Other mornings... You're on. Mm, yeah. You're just in that that Dude, zone. Yeah. That's zone. And I'm fixing boom gates at record pace. <laughs> Everything's going. Can I ask you a f- uh, maybe a few questions about car parks? Yeah, um, sure. I've been out of the game a couple of years, but I'll do my best. Do you? I mean, the one thing that comes to my mind is the new types of car park. So we've got the disabled, which I think very kind of across the board, not okay to park in if you don't have a disabled sticker. There's big fines. Oh, dude, at Westfield, you would be surprised how many. People would just park in a disabled spot. Really? And I would go up to them because, like, it's you would just see someone skip out of a disabled spot. Skip. And it's just skip. like. <laughs> and it's With so, a skipping rope as well? Just oh like going bam, 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 bam. Dude, people are doing ribbon routines on the way into Woolies. <laughs> unbelievable. That guy better have a fucking mental illness. But uh, yeah, well, there's a bit of that. You think mm. this guy, is that a limp? What's he got going on? <laughs> you know? But I tell you the worst thing it is the most uncomfortable situation mm. because you go, ex- excuse me. Have you got a sticker? Why are you parking there? Yeah. And then either the, the like the guy will just blow up at you and be like, I'm just getting one thing. That's what a lot of people would say. Jesus. And they're just such fuckwits. But then yeah, maybe you should get the... another thing. Some fucking respect. <sighs> yeah. That's, that's, that's if only you had given Billy that. Do they sell Billy that at Aldi, there. mate? Yeah. God. <laughs> but, but uh dude, I tell you the worst answer that I used to get mm. where I would be like, excuse me, do you are you able to park there? It's a disabled spot. And sometimes my tone would give away that, you know, mm. what I think of you and your abilities as a human. Are you pretty goddamn? Are you wearing a, a uniform? Oh yeah, I'm high vised up. Okay, running the streets. So that kind of that all already feels like you. They feel like they're in trouble. Yeah, work boots, radio on the whole mm. deal. And they would say this. They'd say, "How dare you ask me about my disability? That is none of your business." Wow. And then it's kind of like. You son of a bitch, because <laughs> you don't want to... Yeah. And then it's on you. Ball's in your court now. Do you want to triple down and potentially yeah. abuse a disabled person? Sure. Unnecessarily? Well, I mean, but it's not an inappropriate or... Like, who are you to... I'm the guy who works here to that checks this stuff. It's like... You've well, got it's all literally right my to job to... Slash... Dump, the isn't it park. just a matter of whether they have a sticker? Yeah, that's the thing. So and if they don't, of, but then they're like, oh, but come on. Because I do have a no, but here's the thing: you could tell who wasn't disabled because you go over and say, "Excuse me, do you have a sticker?" And they'd Mm. immediately be furious. Yeah, okay. Where where, so they're always near they were lying, and there's a fair bit of you know thirty two year old 
freaking Nan's broken her leg and is in the hospital for a couple yes. weeks and they've got their hands on that sticker. Yeah, oh, that would be totally. heaps. Like you borrow oh, the car, so you got the sticker. Yeah. yeah. But did you ever have any situations of like being like, what the fuck are you doing? And then like he goes, oi, and then from the passenger seat, Comes. you know, grandma pops out yes. in a walker. Anything that obvious? No, I don't think so. Nothing too bad. So no. your your disabled da is very good because of this job. My disabled da. da. It's like oh, you know, my radar. radar for yeah, it. radar. Sorry. No, I would actually say I wasn't calling you da. <laughs> da, <laughs> Billy. <laughs> I would say honestly, you two could tell me you're both disabled right now, and I'd just go with it. Wow. I'd say I've been scared. <laughs> yeah, 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 I've been scared into submission. It's a thing of compliance. Okay, what about the other types of um, car parking spots? Because we've got, we've got now the the pram one pram spots, and then isn't there another one? There's well, now I'd say a five minute drop off. Oh no, 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 but there's another type. You got your click and collect. Oh, that's a great one. But click and collect is huge. That's fine. That's a whole different type. But the pram. Is that immoral to just park there? Firstly, if you thought the disabled spots were bad, <laughs> the pram spots are just bedlam. Yeah. You got like 18-year-old blokes jumping out of a yeah. pram spot go, and they just got the fingers up. They know it's not a real yeah. thing. It's not a real thing. Totally. It's not You're not a real right. thing. And to be fair to them, everyone driving, they were the most recently babies. You yeah, know? 100%. Dude, I'm high-fiving them on the way in. I'm like, fuck these mums. Like, it's not a real thing. Like, And then, yeah, you got your click and collect. To be honest, I don't... I haven't seen anyone park in a click and collect. They were kind of newer when I was there. Right. But the thing with the click and collect is I'm Westfield, right? Mm. And I'm fucking, I'll calm it down on you mm. with the force of that corporation. Mm. Yeah. But if you go on a Woolworths <laughs> click and collect, now that's you versus Woolworths. Yeah, I wash my hands of that. Totally. Yeah, totally. Because I don't want to be jumping in on some Woolworths stuff. Yes. I'm dealing with this thing with Coles right totally. now. Conflict of interest. Yes. So hang on. So, and are the Woolworths people coming out and enforcing anything? No, I wouldn't have thought so. So you're saying it's kind of just go. It's a free for all. Yeah, parking well, the click and collect because there's never parking inspectors in there. Well, is it? It's like the boom gate. The, the boom gate does the job at the end. In so terms the of thing money. with if it's a private <laughs> car park, you can pretty much do whatever you want. What like, do you mean? Oh my god! Like, what well, are you doing in there? Well, oh okay, so I, I, I put this I'm, in the start of the podcast. <laughs> I'm a West, so I'm a Westfield car park officer. I wasn't sworn it's in. Like by international the state. waters or something. Yeah, like, I don't have any real. Power. I'm up three levels. Yeah. So, like, if you go in and just park across three disabled spots, I'll fucking have a word. Yes. Yeah. And that's probably about where we'll leave it. And right. from here, it's either I call the police. Yes. Which is have you ever I've, done I've, that? But do they have jurisdiction within this private car yes. park? Yes. Well, well, I mean, it's a big business. Yeah, so that's in Let's movies. Feel... You know how the attacker often waits in a car park and then sneaks up on them? That's because they can't get arrested Dude, there. Because yeah, you can shoot someone there. It's fine. It's like international waters. It's so diplomatic immunity. few levels, you're not on the ground. The police can't do anything in the sky. It's the air, and it's not technically a building because it doesn't have windows. Yeah. Read the rules. I thought you're being dragged away. So what, you'd be like, oh, I'm calling the police. Mm. Like, But I wouldn't really feel comfortable to call the police. Mm. And so, and they'd always, people who do that shit, they're always in and out. They're like, I'm just getting toilet paper. And it's mm. like, oh, that's fine then. But what we would do is because we could, had all the cameras and we could control the boom gates. Yes. So we would like watch their car on the cameras and then we'd just put the boom gate out of commission when they got there. That's cool. And right. then, so, so they'd be hitting the help button going, what's yeah. going on? Guess who the help button comes to? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, this guy right here. So then I'd be in the office being like, hello, who is that? And then on, uh, you do I a voice. I, I do a voice. What's your voice? Do the voice. I say, I say, hello. How can I help? Well, you pretend to be a robot. 
Yeah, because he's doing like, bits on him. Because well, <laughs> this is when he started comedy. <laughs> but also, it, it's freaking authority. You never hear a nervous yeah. robot. Yeah. Whereas, so you are nervous at the time. Well, dude, I've just had a screaming match with a guy who could beat the shit out of me. Like, I, it's I'm, I'm <laughs> 21 and I'm fucking sometimes you've got to pretend to be a yeah. robot. And also, <laughs> hello, also, I am not scared <laughs> of you. <laughs> you are a little pussy ass bitch. <laughs> but, fuck you. But also, I've just been out there going, mate, what the fuck? Like, probably not swearing at him, mm. but I'll go, mate, you shouldn't park here. Yeah, yeah. If I can then get in there and go, hello, how can I help? He's gonna be like, this son of a bitch, and he's gonna mm. know. That the boom gate has been tampered with. Meanwhile, where's the whole thing? If is, you do a robot voice, now we will never you suspect. Like, I can't beat the robot. <laughs> I can't beat a machine. Are the you whole kidding me? People respect machines because you got to keep up the ruse that the boom yes. gate is actually broken. Yeah. So then you just keep them there for like half an hour. So what would you say that you'd be like? Unfortunately, there is an error. Yeah, just basically and over then, and over again. And then you could just hang up on them. It's like a normal phone. Yeah, totally. So you just hang up on them. They call again. You can see the boom gate number comes up and you can see him on the cameras and I control the boom gates. I literally have all the freaking chess pieces. Oh, so yeah. how long will... It's so good. Within the confines of people's jobs, the powers that they have, it's like that's all they have. Look, but then they'll well, use it to the extent why. that they can. But wouldn't you get like... Because he doesn't know where your office is. Mm. If you're just like, guess it's me, motherfucker. Yeah. It's like you're going to have to give me exactly. a pretty The call's coming from inside the house. If you want to get out of here. <laughs> You know, it's like, what's he going to then get out of his car and come and find you and be... I mean, if he does that, it's a nightmare. To fix the boom gate, I require evidence of remorse. (laughs) An apology would go a long way. (laughs) Yeah. No, I'm telling you, it's better to just keep it... And how long would you you let them um, sit there for? Half an hour. Um, usually about 25 minutes, half an hour. That's crazy. They're not backing in. They try to reverse. This is like extreme. This probably happened four yeah. or five times. Totally. Where like a freaking 23-year-old genuine like came out hop skipping out of a disabled spot. And it's yes. like, dude, I'm not having this. Yes. And then the thing was they would reverse back but and go to other gates and we would just shut Yeah, but what about down. when there's like... That's so a, fun. That's crazy. Was, <laughs> at, at, at this point... That's this the sort of a murder. Also, you yeah, just can't yeah. get out of a car park. Totally. And it's one robot being it's like, so nice try. That's actually the fucking but also, saw. It's at, saw. Yeah. And also, at this point, it's not just me versus this guy. I got all the lads in. We got some of the concierge girls in here, a couple of the security guards, the rest of the car park. Yeah, team. yeah, yeah. It's a fucking fiesta. We're just shitting on this bloke. That's... Um, it's great. If he got so frustrated that it caused a car accident and then he became disabled, I feel like that would be the... That's what we call a little bit of street justice, Tom. <laughs> mm. <laughs> it's not technically the street. It's up from the street. Yeah. Pri- it's, private, it's off street parking. Private property justice. <laughs> um, I have another question. Mm. So, like, say a humble fella who hasn't done anything wrong mm. but forgets his ticket, mm. gets to the boom gate, hits the button, hopefully, and then the robot's like... Hello, is the robot still there? Or are no, you nice no. and if, be like... If you haven't um, just wronged me in the previous 20 minutes, you get Billy Darcy. Mm. Oh, so who's I'm a back. lovely guy. Mm. Hey, how can I help? Yeah. Do and you then, feel the difference? But are you still <laughs> like, you know, unfortunately, it's going to be the fee of eight plus hours if you lose your ticket. $72, please tap your credit card. So traditionally, if you lose your ticket and the boss isn't in the office, it's free. It's obviously really? free. Of course. Dude, what is this freaking... God, you're you an know? angel. But I tell you what, one time um, a mate of mine recognised my voice when uh, my boss was standing well, over he, my shoulder. He just sits there thinking it's your podcast and he's like, oh, great. <laughs> he's like, Another oh. episode. He's like, they can't get around me on this thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and also I had spoken to my mate earlier that day. I saw him in the mall on okay. my patrol, as it were. 
And anyway, so I go, hello, how can I help? And he's recognised my voice. And he goes, oh, Billy, you fucking mad rooter. Let me out, you son of a bitch. And I'm like, hello, sir, is there an issue? Oh, no. Yeah, and my boss is over my shoulder. And he's like, Billy, just let me out like the other time. And I'm like, Like the other time? No. Keep it quiet. And then That's a great time to start doing the robot. (laughs) (laughs) Who is this Billy character you described? (laughs) He sounds awesome and cool, but I do not know of him. Yeah, but I gotta say, I had to do my mate for like ten bucks. Oh, ten's all right though. Yeah, I I was like, sir, so it was supposed to be like thirty. It wasn't like a very upmarket Westfield. Mm. But it was like you can charge them ten if they're friendly. So I gave him the friendly rate, but... Oh, my God. So, hang on. Businesses have a friendly rate. I've Uh, never received that. No, but, like, I've worked in things where it's, like, bring your friends around. You can give them a discount. Because that's a sale you wouldn't get otherwise. Yeah. I never knew as, like, a teen. How old were you when you had this job? Like, I was about... 20 to 22. Okay, gotcha. Mm. I suppose that's that's a bit older than I'm thinking. I'm thinking specifically when friends worked at Hoyt's when I was in high school. Oh, yeah. I never knew whether it was fun for them for you to go to the movies and say hello when they were at work because it felt to me a bit, like, awkward because it's like they're on the clock and I'm not. But then also it could be kind of fun for them to see someone. Yeah. I don't know. They might feel cool. Like, I think with you've got to read the room. Yeah. Because sometimes you go in, and if you're seeing like a 10 p.m. film, because yeah. my mates worked at Hoyt's as well. Yeah. You go in there, we're having popcorn fights in Cinema yeah. 7. It's going oh, nuts. Totally. Oh, that's good. But then the next week, if you come in like Friday, 6 yeah. p.m., and you want to have a popcorn fight. No, 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 no. Totally. Okay, so it's just a matter of busyness? Yeah. But then, oh, okay, yeah. I, I didn't know whether people would think that I was like laughing at them or something. For working. There's, well, there's something about... Everyone's got to work, Tom. I know everyone's got to work, but if there's something kind of, like, vulnerable about being at work. Because it's like... Yeah. For exactly you're, what you're happened in your story. Yeah, you're, you're compromised. compromised. You're not in control anymore. It's, it's, you have to do what the boss says. It's like an embarrassing state to be in. Yeah. Do you know, I, I knew all day when he wasn't... When he was a comedian. Mm, when he, he was might, just 9am through 11. Yeah, he was just... Yeah, morning day. Mm-hmm. He was... <laughs> He was um he was doing a screenwriting course with my girlfriend at the time at RMIT really? right. and he was like he had start he released one rap video and I remember he goes dude what do you reckon of this and I was like yeah I was like dude the stand up's going pretty well <laughs> like you should oh really you, should you just didn't encourage him well I just didn't I mean it's hard to see the path for an aspiring can, can rapper I, can I say though I, I, of all the professions I reckon rapper is the talks the most shit about people who doubted them early on. <laughs> Yeah, of all the so. types of jobs, you know, <laughs> if anyone wants to be a rapper, I reckon tell them, tell oh, them you're, you're gonna so be good. good. You're going to be fantastic. Real estate agent. I think though. Accountant. Feel free to be honest. I think it's justified with rap because I think attempting to become a white rapper in Australia mm. is maybe like the most full on thing you could yeah. do. Man, that was and he's out of Adelaide. It's threading yeah. an eye, the eye of the needle. You know exactly. what I mean? One in a million. And it's up there with stand up. Yeah. I, I hold no pride of what yeah. we do whatsoever. No. But I'm, if, if I said to you, hey, Sam, mm. I've just grown up in suburban Adelaide. Mm. I'm 17 and I've just started writing raps and here's a music video I'd like to show you. Yeah. <laughs> this and is pretty much how it happened, yeah, yeah, by the way. Yeah. You're not going in with high hopes. You're going no, in with a No, I was like, well, mate, it's like all I know about Australian rap in itself is like it's not the echelon of mm. the genre in itself. So it's like I didn't think it was going to be good. And it was fine, but I was still like, poor. I think he had just done like... Comedy Zone and like was doing pretty well in yeah, stand up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I, I've seen his um, raw set and it's good. Mm. 
He's yeah. hilarious. And totally. like he's ra- also, I love All Day. You're a big yeah. fan. I don't Me know too. if that's coming across, but uh, yeah, oh, I actually I do. do love him. And I think that's sick. I almost got into a fight at one of his shows. Oh, I, really? I went to uh, one of his shows at the Metro uh, with my friend Ben. So just quickly, Sam, do you play the Metro? Or does All Day play the oh, Metro? No. <laughs> yeah. there, was, like, there was a booking with COVID. It got cancelled yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But you know, look where... Interesting, can... I think he brought you up. He uh, yeah. was saying at some point, he was like, fuck the haters. The no, piece of shit. that's not fuck me. Them. I have I seen him you. since a lot and we're on very good terms. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, we've shaken hands and Sick. he remembered my name. I mean, bro, of course he did. Very <laughs> good terms. You shook hands, a pleasantry that everyone kind of receives, yes. at least pre-COVID, and yeah. then he remembered your name. No, no, this was like... Just before COVID, saw him mm. at Splendor. He goes, Sam, how's it going? I was like, Tom, good to see you. We chatted briefly. Yeah. There was no being like, you mm. told me I wasn't going to make it. Now I'm playing main stage at Splendor. I do, yeah. <laughs> I do feel like a lot of the people, comedians do this too. Uh, most artists will have stories about a teacher who told them when they were oh, young, yeah. you're going to amount to nothing. And mm. I think that 90% of those stories are fake. I feel like they're made up. And maybe that's why he's being nice to you because people invent the stories. They make them kind of, they heighten them. Yes. And it's, also, it's always like, it seems so unjustified that the teacher would say yeah, that. It'd be crazy. Like, that's bad teachers. Like, yeah. What, when you were 10? Yeah. <laughs> I remember you'd never I was, be a rapper. Yeah. I was 11 writing poems by myself at lunchtime. I remember a teacher came over and kicked my book in the mud and told me I was a piece of shit. <laughs> exactly. It's like, what? It's like, what primary school is this? <laughs> like if that. anything, I think it's the opposite. I think teachers need to dial it down. Yeah. There was two much of like you could be anything you oh, want totally. I was growing up I wish someone like now I'm a stand-up comedian and it's like I look to the future and I'm like if someone had just said you should just be a builder mm. I would be living the dream right now I'd be content I'd be building houses it'd be fine but instead I'm chasing this dream because people told me I could a hundred percent and we definitely need a few more books in the mud metaphorically mm. totally because I remember lunchtime every primary school I'm out there playing soccer with 20 of my friends mm. and we're all future soccerers of course <laughs> And no one, no one came over to say, "Hey, lads, just a quick one." We came last at the primary school tournament last year, so I would have gone over and been like twenty friends. So that is incredible. You are actually going. Yeah, well, this, you're is, going well. this is in year four, where like every yeah. single kid in the class is your friend, except for like maybe two. Dude, mm. I remember in my under thirteen cricket t- cricket team, and we this is like South Coast cricket, and mm. we didn't win the comp either. But I remember looking around my day at training and being like, "Well, I know I'm going to play for Australia." Yeah. But I don't think these guys are. <laughs> so why are they still doing it? Dude, I... So I was like, cricket was my dream. Yeah, you're mm. a big cricket guy. Massive cricket guy. That's why comedy's fun, because like, I feel like it's no one's first dream. Mm. That's so true. These people, like, in Australia, there's like one comedy show a year. People were like, when I was seven, living in Sydney, it was my dream to be a stand-up. It's yeah. like, did you grow up in a forest with, like, weird parents getting you to fucking it's write true. jokes? People are making up their dreams. They're, They're making up people that didn't believe their dreams. They had a ball. <laughs> they were kicking a ball around like everybody else. But, oh, yeah, so, yeah, exactly, dude. And, like, with cricket, fake. I held on so so long mentally compared to how I was going. Mm. But cricket is also, you could get, I mean, you could be 24 and just get a weird call up and, out of the blue. And do you know what? There's always one exception to the rule that keeps you hanging keeps on. Keeps you going, yes. yeah. Like, I'm just about to give up, and they're like, some guy who's 32 just made his debut for Tasmania. And I'm like, this guy, <laughs> this guy gets it. Do you think of the sports, it's kind of one of the more easily flukable sports? Because there's a stop-down between each ball. And so each one is kind of its own independent act. No, I would say the complete opposite yeah. because of that. 
There's okay. more, more there's chances, repetition. More chances for mistakes. It's okay. just too much time thinking. I think that's the yeah. problem with cricket is that it's just all in your head. It's like you get on a good run and just start swinging. Well, you do, you, you could know. in like 2020, yeah. theoretically. You just throw the bat at it hard for mm. two years and all of a sudden you make it to the IPL, you know. Like that's it what could happen. We used to do, like, when we were playing, like, fourth and fifth grade, going nowhere. We're, like, 17, playing fifth grade still. And you're, you still believe in your heart of hearts that you are destined. You're for like, the it'll be, I'll tell you, if I have a good six months, I'm I'll getting <laughs> close. Well, we used to do how many centuries in a row from here would you have to make? Oh, I love that. To get mm, to play test cricket so for Australia. Mm. And I can tell you the answer. From fourth grade to test cricket is 22 centuries in a row. What, because someone did it? No, they God, figured it okay. out on a piece of paper. No, no. <laughs> it was just fucking raining one day, dude, and we had a piece of paper, yeah. <laughs> no, not not one of your guys. I just thought there was one guy out there that did a run like yeah. that. No, but hang on. So you're saying, I think that makes sense. You're in fourth grade. You yeah, just so show up on a Saturday. You, you get a you century. Get a century. Probably wow. in third grade. Fluke. Yeah. Oh, the first one, really? They're doing anything? First one, no, I feel like, goes the under the radar. One. Okay, second one. one first one. one. Now you're into third grade. Third grade. Two more. Two more grade. second. Two, two more first, first grade. grade. Yeah. You're probably looking at... But this is then... Is this Sydney first grade? This is not grade cricket, is it? This is grade cricket. So now yeah. you're at grade cricket. No, this is Sydney first grade cricket. So now you could be on, like, Crick Info with... Like a cricket stats, post. you could yeah. be online. Yeah. So <laughs> the next, to get online, that's the biggest job. No, but you, if you're in first grade, then you would have an average yes, on there. Yeah, totally. and then the next is New South Wales second eleven. I reckon you're going to need more than two centuries. No, you're going to need like probably five. It gets so hard though because then there's <laughs> no only like from no first grade, yeah. and then you got to get in the top eleven how's for your, New South Wales. How's your bowling? I don't bowl. Dude, this is what... <laughs> You're going to need double... I saw Shane centuries. Warren talking to this young kid the other day and he said something, it's like, we always need leg spinners. And I was like, that's so true. It's mm. like, if you just committed to leg spin, you'd probably get hit around forever, but there's only like six of them in the whole country. It's like, you could maybe make it all the way to the top. Potentially. Potentially. The bar's too high. <laughs> you going down to the offices, the no, Cricket Australia offices, guys? Got, I've been practicing like fuck out. And here. you haven't picked me. No, Come on, we've only had like they're so good. You watch the TV. In the history of Australian cricket, we've had like three or four great, good leg spinners, and one mm. of them happened to be the greatest bowler that's ever lived. Mm. And then here comes Taunts chucking up a few yeah, fucking. Yeah, yeah. Who gives a shit? But mm. I could be like one of those guys that get one test, like a Michael Beer. Type that's exciting, yeah. That's a good reference. I knew you'd like that one. Oh, niche. Well, speaking of leg spinners, you have a Stuart McGill story, don't you? Are you being for real? This is what I've heard. <laughs> the, the, Just the, through the, channels the, that I know. This we're gonna have to take this down. This is crazy. <laughs> I know that would get you shot, you know, around Christmas time. Yeah, how to make gravy comes yeah. on. You're like, this I'm, guy's a bit of a every, fucking ever loser. Ever since we found out Mother Teresa was an asshole, I feel like that blew it for me. I'm but like, there, well, what's up? Dude, Damn. There would be one other mother, like a you know, com- mm. competing with Mother yeah, Teresa, totally. just being like, that fucking I'm much bitch. more kind. <laughs> I've done way more. She just kind of got a good PR. Agent. I hold a candle and go up and down and up and down behind all the sick kids for double as long as she does, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Do you reckon with like nuns? There's like you know how there's like a comics comic. Mm, like yeah. someone who maybe all, exactly. everyone knows is one of the best stand-ups but maybe doesn't have the mainstream mm. recognition. Mm. Do you reckon there's like a nun's nun? Yeah, oh, of and, course. And so you would refuse to do like the Our Father or, so, you know, the big kind of like the broad stuff, the hacky prayers, the hacky She's psalms. still doing it in Latin. She's do, Exactly. Yeah. She's doing kind of deep cuts. <laughs> she's doing self-referential stuff. Only Old doing characters. Like being, she's being Jesus at the front. The people are like, oh, oh yeah. that's a bit offensive. It's like, but if you're a real nun... 
You think yeah. that's funny? I'm sure there's people in the Catholic Church. Like the Pope would have to be palatable for mm. everyone. He would have to be able to command the attention. But there would be people trying other stuff. And I say maybe this is how the pedophilia in the church began. Because people were trying to just subvert the Psalms and kind of go a bit more What's anti-comedy. What's the thing I could do? <laughs> I'm going to do, you know, when, with comedy, people do broad acts and then some mm. of the sillier acts, they kind of subvert that genre. Yes. Maybe they're trying to subvert the idea of being a priest, like a good guy, like someone who's kind. So you think there's a priest being like sexually loving kids? Exactly. It's yeah. probably sexually abusing them. Fucking them. So you think someone's up for Cardinal going, how do I stand out from the past? <laughs> Precisely. And look, they were successful. They did, yeah. I mean, but then it all became quite hack in the mm. end because everyone else started doing it. <laughs> like it always happens. Dude. One Sam Campbell comes along, yeah. all of a sudden all the open micers are speaking in a voice. It's like that, but with pedophilia. Mm. Have you... Um... <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I didn't realise this podcast was so blue. <laughs> what do you I mean? It's not blue. You've got a good podcast. Um, how, how's it all going? Because you're going to... If Rogan gets removed from Spotify, you're going with him, aren't you? Massively. You're mm. off the platform. You're taking Massively. a stand. No, actually, I, I thought about talking about the Rogan thing on my podcast and then I realised I never listened to any of the vaccine episodes. No. And then I realised I, I haven't listened to any except for the one with Bert Kreischer three months ago, mm. which right. I listened to in full. It was right. four and a half hours. <laughs> four and a half hours. <laughs> it is but long, isn't it? It's weird, the audio ones, when you can hear he's not wearing a shirt. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like coming through the audio. Four and a half hours is like, I was watching the tennis the other night and mm. went for five hours, mm. 20 or whatever. Oh, it was yeah. like unbelievable. And I was like, how do they do that? Like for that lot? Like they must be the fittest guys alive. And then I was like, I don't think but I'd do anything for five and a half. <laughs> so you were watching the grand final of the Australian Open and you're thinking, fuck, this is like Rogan, but <laughs> athletics. <laughs> I was like, this is as interesting and like exciting going long. as like a real good Rogan. Like a good, it's a Grand Sam, so it's like got to be one of the better Rogan. You know, one of the Rogans where they're like sipping whiskey, smoking weed. Yeah. Got the cigars. Do you reckon tennis? Yeah. They have like kind of the inside tennis guys, not the Federers, but you know, the people who do it. It's a bit strange. Maybe Curious, that's table dude. tennis. <laughs> they go small Jeez. on a little table. It's like those are the real. I think that the tennis, tennis the tennis. Tennis player's tennis player is mm. just the number one guy in the world. It's like pretty objective. You reckon? Just because well, there's comedy's subjective. So you can be like, this guy's not mainstream successful, yes. but he's great. Totally. You can't be like this guy who just lost ten games in a row. <laughs> yeah. You can't be like, dude, the industry's ducking him. Yeah. Like, <laughs> totally. It's not the same. <laughs> it's the same with cricket. Like I can't be like, I was ripped off. It's mm. like I was like mathematically not good enough. Do you think that's why I was saying this to a friend recently? someone was asking me why men like sport. And my answer was that there's defined rules and I suppose it's an outlet for competitiveness, but within rules that everyone knows and, you know, there's someone like an umpire that's there that controls it and it's kind of like gives you that simplicity. It's as like because you hope the world is like that, that it's kind of fair and there's rules that you know. Is that the appeal? I don't know if I really want to go under the hood on this one. I'm, <laughs> I'm freaking, I don't know why I, I decline, like it, but it's fine. <laughs> I might it's come just, out not nah, liking dude, it. It's just good, you know. It's just good. You know what? The numbers thing I think is good about sports. I agree that it's like, because it is just thing where you can There's compare objectivity people. to it. You don't have to think about it. It's like that person's better than that person. The numbers mm. don't lie. Mm. Speaking of the thing about like holding out hope, Mm. In golf, a lot of guys, you know, they don't make it or whatever because you can play golf forever. Oh, golf must be the worst. Once you, you get could chase to, that. But, dude, you could chase it. But once you get to 50, the Champions Tour kicks in, which is for the over 50s. They have an over 50s And tournament. it is big money, huge mm. money. And a lot of guys, they will go... 
they're just they start angling for the seniors tour. Oh They'll be twenty five being like I'm playing for the seniors tour. So they're gonna spend the next twenty five years trying to get good enough to make money on the seniors tour. It's like the tour. opposite of being a police officer. You know, they hold out to retire. Oh yeah, yeah. This is hold out to actually yeah. work the hardest you've ever worked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tough sell to the misses, I reckon. Babe, just twenty more years. <laughs> I swear. I know. And then I'm gonna invest even more in it. I'm yeah. gonna start practicing even more than I am now. Why is that the case? Presumably watching older people would be kind of less entertaining. Well, no, 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 because a lot of the stars or the old guys that are huge, you know, like they've built Tiger up will be on it in like five years' time. You know, God Yeah, but willing, where but does the Joe Blow who never even made the tour... Dude, a few of them do do okay. Like they'll just be like club pros that were like pretty good but then had a family and couldn't afford to have a crack yeah. at it properly. Their kids grow up and then they're like, I'll just start playing Back some events. In. And then it's kind of they end up... Doing pretty well. On and it. they're hungry. They're hung- way <laughs> yeah. hungrier. Way hungrier. It's, it's all about for you guys. Imagine just the average man getting a fucking crack in there. That's what just it's Just give one crack. Well, dude, imagine you've been 25 years on the pro tour mm. and then you, you're into your, the 50s, the championship tour. You're just fucking beaten down. You don't even know why you're still out here. And here comes Sam Taunton for his first ever pro dude, event. Fresh as a 50, daisy. Ready to go. Dude, on the week, on the, I played golf on the weekend. When I was growing mm. up, Billy, I was quite good at golf. Oh, Oh, mate, I know you're a gun, yeah. yeah. I used to play stay golf and just out of like the craziest odds, I was playing at Moore Park, there was like a group of like guys that I used to play state golf with. Oh my up, god. And they're all tour pros now. So they were wow. playing like Europe and America. Cool. But one of their guys one of the guys I used to play penance with the guy, it was his Bucks party. They were getting married and they were playing golf. And they were in the group behind us. So I saw them on the putting green before we teed off and they were like Sam, how's it going? We had a chat and they're like, How are you are you still playing? And I'm like, Oh, not really. But I play a little bit, you know, blah blah blah. And they're like, Oh, I'm sure you still flush it. And I'm like, Flush in, it. Oh, I And in my head I'm like That's some lingo. In my head I'm like, Oh yeah, you know me. But in my head I'm like, I'm so bad compared to yeah. what I was. But then so like I'm on the first tee. They there. didn't watch you. No, they're there. No. They're there the whole day. And can I say, this has never happened before in my life. I lifted to another level. Really? Oh, it was like old days. It was totally. like I played, I was like, it was blowing a gale. I'm like, even par, I'm holding putts. I'm like just hitting the ball like a pro, tour pro again. Yes. And I don't know how to channel that mental state, but it's the champions tour, the senior tour could be in me. Like if I can, <laughs> if I can turn it on one day like that, what's to stop me? This started in, in another 20 years. The start I of could people be kidding about cricket. And now it's look at him. This is how what he's he going to sell this. This is how he's going to sell this to his girlfriend. So just, I ran into some blokes I know on the weekend. I just need 10 minutes of your time. This is some fight club shit with the blokes whenever You don't there. understand. And they were watching, they saw me hit it and they were like, thumbs up. They were like, I could tell they were like, he's still got, they were like, what if he stayed on our path? I could tell they were thinking that. I tell you what I love. How far away from me. It's great that you went yeah. out there and you, you played so well in front of them. Thanks, mm. mate. I love the sell early. You going, Golf, barely know how to spell it anymore. Oh, yes. <laughs> Meanwhile, exactly. as Torrance has walked off, he just thought, suckers. <laughs> no, no, no. I can still I, flush it. I walked off and I was like, it's game time, Torrance. Mm. It's like, you have to try mm. like you've never tried. I was like pre-shot routine. I was like going to a mental place. I was like, the only thing that matters in your life now, it's shot yes. by shot. It's totally. like you have to lift. Totally. And you didn't get to talk to them afterwards? You just saw... I like, wave goodbye, but they were like, <laughs> "That's like, yeah, I love that guy." You know, he shook my hand. He remembered my name. These guys love me. I think I saw a thumbs up. They no, were in the distance. I could tell they were like, "He's still One got it." All I needed was them to think that I, I still, still had it. I All I, I needed was them to be like, "He's got a bit of it left." Yes, it is depressing. I remember I, I was relatively good at basketball, nothing like you, but I had like a I was best when we had this American coach 
And oh. when I was like maybe in year 10. A Yank's voice on a basketball oh. court, something very special. You really special. pushed us, very you know? Special. I think a, a, a Yank voice hits the wooden floor mm. and yes. more aggressively bounces around oh, yes. more than an Australian oh, voice. It'll, it'll put something in you to make you play better. It feels like you're home when you hear a Yank voice <laughs> you know on when, a basketball like, court. You know when like Coach Carter, when he's like, we're yes. running suicides, gentlemen. Yes. I'm running some fucking suicides in my lounge room. Like, it hits harder. <laughs> Call me in, coach. Yeah. He um he refereed and then two years later when I was b- b- way worse mm. he um yeah like ran into me at games and then subsequently I think he refed me when I was like in my early twenties like way worse you could see the disappointment I had the opposite um yeah. situation basically and so you he wasn't well, he was happy to see me Tom. and then when he was refereeing and then saw how bad I'd become like the goodbye was not as enthusiastic as the hello let's just say yeah that. I actually had a very similar one to this where. My under-12 soccer coach. <laughs> right? It's just a walk down memory lane, this podcast. <laughs> this is... Oh God. Under-12, though. I no, really it's like if I ever 12. have kids and I talk to them and they're playing social sport, I'll need to let yes. them know whatever happens out there happens. It doesn't matter, but it will define you for the next 30 years of your life. Yeah, well, anyway, it's basically the exact same uh, mm. story as Tom's, but basically my under-12 soccer coach... But he was the Div 1 soccer coach, so this is okay. quite, quite prestigious. Yes. And then uh, he was not refing, but just walking past at a game I played a couple of years ago. And I would say it was more embarrassing because, one, I was poor, mm. but also I was in, like, Division 7, so everyone around me was yes, poor as well. It was a real, totally. real Make-A-Wish yeah. kid vibe, and it was just like... And we made eye contact, yeah, and, it, and we waved, but it was like... <laughs> a fall like, from grace, do you think? I don't know where he thought I was going, yeah. but, but even then but I had Do you think you potentially had maybe were misguided in where you thought you were going? Because maybe the whole time he was like, this guy's never going to make it. Mm. And he saw you in there and he's like, that's where I thought he'd always end up. Well, the, the eye contact was like startling. It wasn't like a told you eye contact. Mm. It was like a you're here yeah. eye contact. There's just actually mm. nothing worse than disappointment. And disappointing people who truly do not matter 1% in your life. <laughs> I disappoint my dad three times a week. I'll, totally. see, I'll see him at dinner. But, but disappointing that's inevitable. someone I met seven years ago and I'm never going to see again, mm. dude, that's brutal. Well, it's the, those are the people that you can kind of hold up an illusion of yourself for, though. Your dad never yeah, knows, knows that you're a flawed person and you're never going to, like... Th- no one's dad thinks they're cool. You've seen too much. They yeah. held you as you shat into a bag. That's yeah. crazy. There was a boxing fight or late last year and uh, these guys, a lot of boxers' dads are their, like, coaches, which I mm. think is, like, the craziest, like, dynamic at all. And, like, he... Like, he w- he stopped the fight, the dad did, because his son was getting beaten up, but, but not that much. Like, it mm. was like he copped a few punches and then shut it down. And then the coach did, like, the dad did an interview in the ring next to his son and he was like... He's just not good enough. I always told him he, oh he didn't my train. God. He didn't listen to what I said. It's like, what do you expect if he's just not going to do it? And then the son's like, yeah, well, my dad's right. I love him. He like, And it was like crazy. The craziest dynamic I could ever see. I feel like men do kind of try to love through sport. This is now giving me uh, a flashback to my 21st. My dad's speech was mainly about different sporting achievements I'd done <laughs> from like mainly between the ages of 11 and 14. Yeah. And a lot of my friends who'd never met my dad walked away with the impression. It was like, did your dad want you to be an athlete or something? It's like he's mentioning you doing well in the cross country in year six and then kind of forlornly looking into the middle distance. I feel like that's, though, maybe how he was just trying to express affection. 
Well, I think being like a tennis dad, for example, would be unreal. They just travel the world and they sit in the great seats at the tennis tournaments and they just got to sit up front and watch the games. You think that's why they coach their kids? I mean, part of it, some of them do go psycho, but it's like the rewards are there for the dad to push the kid. Yeah, but you don't. But here's the thing: you want to go psycho and make sure he wins. Mm. If you go psycho and he's like ranked one fiftieth, now you're a shit dad yeah. and, and your kid's poor. Exactly. So now we got two zeros. Exactly. Yeah, two losses. You need yeah. to get him into that like but top it, tier. I mean, but it, like anything, it's risk reward. You know. Mm. And this goes to my point, which I think I've made before, but that I think a lot of now the athletes that are very good have parents who play the same sport. And Tom's talks about this on every podcast we do. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, there's going to be new races, is my point. Because every person who plays a sport now, well, at least maybe like 50%, I reckon, of like basketball players, of swimmers, mm. their parents play the same sport. So like biologically, they're a bit better because they're kind of... Yeah, but, but what do you mean by new races? Well, so that's like generation number two. Athletes. Generation number three of like tennis, okay. for example, where most of the people playing tennis professionally have professional tennis parents then the Is generation most, number four seems like no but in a few generations it'll oh, be most. okay yeah, yeah, yeah and a few generations after that the people like all of them will be and they'll be a bit bigger and taller they'll be like specifically almost designed through evolution i disagree to be tennis players you disagree i disagree on this theory once, right. once I understood it, I thought yes. you were going in on some skin colour thing, to no, be no, honest, no. at the start. But that's what races are. Races are just people reacting to their environment through evolution over time. Right. And no doubt, no doubt. But here's the thing. You get to your second generation. Mm. Yeah, that kid's number one. Mm. You get to third generation. Now it's third generation. You better fucking win. Yeah. That's when, fuck you, Dad. I'm becoming a stand-up DJ. comic. Too smoking much weed. Yeah. Rainbow headbands. <laughs> <laughs> and then you don't even see him at Christmas. <laughs> and then you start again. Okay. Or maybe into a new type of DJ oh, I- race. I remember once bringing a lot of friends to a golf course I worked at, mm. knowing the boss wouldn't be there and being like, don't worry, it's free, it's all on me. Oh, I get there, no. the boss is there. He's come in for some ridiculous reason. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you going with your mates? Yeah, make sure you all fix up. And I was like, mm. had to go out to my friends and be like, all right, guys, it's going to be 50 bucks each. I'm so, oh. so like, everyone was devastated. Like, devastated. Everyone's like 20. Yeah. <laughs> 50 dollars yeah. is huge. Yeah, everyone is like, you can see that, like, that was like beer money. They're like, so, and I, it was my fault. I suggested the game. Yeah. You tried to flex. It was a failed flex. Yeah. But here's the thing, high risk, high reward. That's the As thing. I think someone said earlier in this very podcast. Yeah, yes. that's, that's with the because tennis parents. Yeah. if all the boys play for free, you're not paying for those beers after, are you? Yes. Oh, I'm a hero. People you're a hero. Like, <laughs> they're telling their friends, like, Tauntonals look after you. Dude, have you heard about Taunton at this golf club? He runs the place, dude. <laughs> he owns a golf course, dude. Yeah. The variance in time is, like... If, if there's infinite universes and all the different things that could have happened, like, happened, the difference between the one where the boss shows up and you're a little fucking boy, oh, you're pathetic. And I'm just going to be like, ah. And the one you're a hero. It almost makes you want to just kind of average it and just realise that everyone's just, you know, a normal Do you person. think there's blokes in that group who your friendship with them never really recovered? Wow. Yeah, I mean, it kind of helped the friend. Like, it kind of made us stronger. Like, they, w- I don't think they're looking back being like, God, those hard times brought God. us together. It's like, how many centuries I are think- you away from getting into the baggy green? And how many kind of failures are you away from your mates abandoning you? You know mm. what I mean? Was there whispers of taunts knew what we were going to have to pay oh he's my on god some, he's on a back he's door on a commission. deal I know, I know, paper bags no. slide around the lunch room no, they know i'm good they know i'm good and harder they know i'm a good guy that would be insane to ro- that's like you know when people bring their friends to their first stand-up gigs you know oh. it's one of those 
like bring a show and you've got yeah. to bring five people and it sucks. Mm. I'm not, there's no kickback for me. I'm doing it out of the goodness <laughs> of my heart. But I do will acknowledge the social currency mm. in me providing a day for free, getting everyone a great deal is, you know, it's only going to benefit me in the long run. Mm-hmm. But also I paid the, the cost. <laughs> the ultimate price. Yeah, the ultimate price. Well, not, I didn't lose them. As, but maybe we're not in that. Like, <laughs> yeah. We don't talk that much now. Well, there it is. Yeah. How many mates from school do you still have? I actually still have my, like, little five, six-person group. Five, six. Jeez. Not bad. Yeah. You're still friends with them. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's about it. But then, like, I had all my cricket friends and all my soccer friends. Mm. And I remember um, when I was playing cricket... I was like the club captain. There's like five teams. And, you know, I'm a man about town. I bloody love playing cricket, sure. lo- love going out, and that's all you fucking do. So I was like in for everything. Mm. And I was like, man, I've got thousands of friends. Mm. Yeah. And then when I stopped playing, I was like, oh, I had four. Yeah. yeah. So there's definitely like that. Like, And same with, you know, even when you're at school. There's definitely like that Contiki vibe of let's keep in touch. I reckon if I quit, we went to different schools. <laughs> if I quit, com- if I quit comedy tomorrow, yeah, no oh. friends, no friends, dude. I yeah, for sure, comedy. It, it's just like anything. It's like you've got what you do have is you have three real friends, and like seventy five people you get on with. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some more than others, and you. But if you take away that core thing that brings you together as friends, yeah, could be hard to maintain the friendship. A hundred percent. Dude, me and Cashman, mm. if I stop comedy tomorrow, I will never, ever see you again. 100%. I don't know Jesus Christ. But, no, but I'm going to make me sure. Me and Cashman get on like a house on fire. Sure. But if it wasn't for this podcast, we're not getting a beer. <laughs> Wait, I, haven't, I haven't been lumped into that, though. Yeah, Well, because I could see you probably yeah. in the cricket or something. Yeah, that is true. I could run into yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, would, where would me and you run I into mean, each other? I mean, sometimes I get to the cricket with him once. Yeah, you came to the cricket. Well, there you go. You're back in. Yes. Podcast has changed my life. Shine, it's lovely to meet you. Yes, nice to be met. Come on, sit down, tuck in. <laughs>